0: Laker fans, thank you very much for tuning in. A little Western Conference preview. The Lakers and the uh, Denver Nuggets are tipping off tomorrow. How exciting is that going to be? We got a lot to get into. I want to spend some time. I don't want to just turn the page so quick on what the Lakers accomplished to get here. So I want to spend a little time uh, talking about that Lakers-Warriors series. Of course, we're going to spend plenty of time talking about the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. And the chances again back to the NBA Finals, going up against Joker, some of the challenges, playing up in Denver, uh, I think that will be fun. Um, the voice of uh, the Los Angeles Lakers on Spectrum Sportsnet, Billy Mack, Bill McDonald's going to join the show in about a half hour or so. Does always a fantastic job, him and Stu Lance, so he'll join the show. And uh, we'll talk about the Eastern Conference as well. I think there's some interesting stuff going on there between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Could be Lakers-Celtics again. All right, we got to take care of our business first. Um, Thank you all for being a part of the show. As always, uh, I do appreciate it. A little bit later I'm going to talk a little bit about where I'm going to be for games one and two, and uh, I'm certainly excited about that. But let's let's start with this. I I do want to recap what the Lakers just accomplished against the Golden State Warriors. Sometimes we get stuck because the Laker game, game six was on Friday against uh, the Warriors here at Crypto. Because it was on a Friday, Saturday went by, so we don't have our, our typical reaction because we don't have our our shows going on Saturday. Sunday goes by, we don't have our typical reaction. And then here we are on Monday and in this specific show for, uh, for Lakers talk on a Monday night where – I get to go a little bit in depth of what happened and how the Lakers got here. I just want everybody to go back before that series started with the Golden State Warriors. There's a lot of people that picked the Golden State Warriors to win the series. And I'm not, you know, I, I listen, anybody who picked the Golden State Warriors, I, I get it. I understand it. That's not like a, a crazy thought process there. Anybody who picked the Golden State Warriors, I don't think anybody's sitting back and saying, well, you don't know basketball, you're an idiot. No, no, no. I I understand it. I I don't know if we maybe gave too much benefit. Um, We gave the Golden State Warriors the benefit of the doubt because what they've done in the past, which is common. That's why a lot of people pick them against the Sacramento Kings. That's why if there are those who are, let's say, picking the Lakers over the Denver Nuggets, part of that's going to be because, well, the Nuggets haven't been there before. They haven't done it before, and there's always going to be doubt towards teams until you accomplish, um, until you get to new heights, I guess you can call it. The Golden State Warriors was interesting because walking into that series, um, I picked the Lakers in seven. Part of the reason why I picked the Lakers in seven is because I picked the Lakers in seven against Memphis, and it seemed to work even though they won in six, so I figured, eh, why not do it again? So I was playing a little, yeah, I was playing with the basketball gods a little bit there. But I, I thought the Lakers, I thought there was a chance that they're going to beat the Warriors, but I also really wanted to watch the first game And before I gave too much of an assessment. Um, because the Lakers are such a new team, and it's not going to be that much different against Denver in game one, where you just want to see the first game and then really kind of try to assess based upon what you see after game one. So... After the Lakers played the Warriors in the first game and the Lakers won that game, a couple things really stood out to me, and I think it played along the rest of the series and it closed out on Friday night against the Warriors at Crypto. One of the things that stood out to me was the way the Lakers will beat the Golden State Warriors is much easier to do it four times than it is for what the Warriors were trying to do to beat the Lakers. The Lakers got to the free throw line. The Lakers slowed down the game. The Lakers muddy the water. The Lakers... Uh, play incredible defense the Lakers have great size they got great length they got Anthony Davis for the Lakers to win games against the Golden State Warriors it wasn't a uh, they didn't have to play a perfect game where it felt like with the Warriors okay Steph's got to be hitting you can need a couple other guys too is Clay hitting is he not is Draymond efficient is he not is Jordan Poole giving you anything off the bench is he not and more times than not, watching the Golden State Warriors, I was convinced that I just don't think the Warriors this is a bad matchup for them. I just don't think they could beat the Lakers four times. Clearly, once the Lakers went up three games to one, um, you know, I, I went out of my way to say, I think the series is over. I think that's it. I, I just don't the Golden State Warriors didn't seem like they're gonna win four games in a row. And then Game Six came after Lakers lost in Golden State. Game six came and was kind of never in doubt. I just I was so impressed with how the Lakers, who led the entire way, um, took a lead right out the gate, took a lead pretty early, felt like were dominating the game um from the outset and and, and never really gave the Golden State Warriors all that much hope. Laker fans, what what you should feel really, really good a, good about with this team is um they play just Suffocating defense for almost forty-eight minutes. That even if it doesn't look pretty, even if it isn't beautiful, it's still a brand of winning basketball that typically works during the playoffs. And where the Golden State Warriors, it might look beautiful when they're hitting. It might look great when Steph Curry is hitting that fadeaway 25 footer. It might look great when Klay Thompson's grabbing the ball and before he even brings it down, he's firing back up and he's shooting again. And Jordan Poole is pulling up from twenty-eight feet away. It might look pretty when it's working, but damn, was it hard for the Golden State Warriors to keep that engine on. They could turn it on, but the chances that that thing was going to you know, run smoothly was incredibly, incredibly difficult, and I give the Los Angeles Lakers a ton of credit for that. To beat the Golden State Warriors in six games, to make the Warriors look like, look, there were some numbers coming into the series. Steve Kerr had never lost, as coach of the Golden State Warriors, a series against a Western Conference team. Um, they had never played a round in the playoffs under Coach Steve Kerr where they didn't win one road game, and both of those streaks were broken on Friday night when the Lakers eliminate the Golden State Warriors, and the Warriors never beat the Lakers at Crypto.com Arena. Lakers went three zero against them at Crypto. It's just an impressive run. That's just the best way that I can put it. I I hate to jump to the series, Lakers in Denver, before I at least at least spend a second of turning the page and appreciating what the Lakers just accomplished. They took on the defending champs and I think they went through the champs like it was nothing. I'm not telling you it was a walk in the park, but what I am telling you is the Lakers just looked that much better than a team that had absolutely no answers for the Lakers. And, um, and it played out identical to what happened in the series against the Memphis Grizzlies, right? Lakers jumped out and they won game one against Memphis on the road, Lakers jumped out. They won game one on the road against the Golden State Warriors. So right out the gate, you have both of those franchises that are trying to now catch the Lakers. They're playing from behind the rest of the way, and the Lakers never let up. Um, so far, the Lakers are 6-0 in the playoffs at home. Count the play-in game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're 7-0 and at home. And... Crypto has certainly been a, a fantastic advantage for the Lake Show, and I know all of this does not connect to the Denver series, but just the philosophy that the Lakers have had, the coaching adjustments. Remember this. We spent a lot of time talking about, myself included, where I know I would mention, okay, Steve Kerr or... Um, or uh, Steve Kerr or Darvin Ham we all kind of just assumed that was going to be an advantage coaching because of the experience what Steve, Car- Stur- Steve Kerr has accomplished and how many years he's had these long playoff runs we thought coaching was going to be an advantage right out the gate for the Golden State Warriors it wasn't Darvin Ham was fantastic, he was great um, the Warriors had a starting lineup that included Kavon Ludi. then they had a starting lineup that included Jermichael Green then they had a starting lineup that in, that included Gary Payton. The second they could not figure out a way to beat the Los Angeles Lakers, where the Lakers pretty much said, "Look, this is who we got. We're going to make adjustments as we go. If Vanderbilt's not working, cool. We're going to go with somebody else. If um, if we need to play Lonnie Walker, Lonnie Walker made an appearance in this series, and Lonnie Walker had a great impact in the series. He won Game Four for the Lakers. Even in Game Six, when the Lakers had a three games to two lead." I remember Darvin Ham was asked pregame, "You gonna make any changes to your starting lineup?" Darvin Ham said, "Not answering that question." I'm like, "All right, they're not gonna actually make a change to the starting lineup in Game Six, are they?" They did. Dennis Schroeder. They started Dennis Schroeder in Game Six, so it was uh, it was beautiful to watch the Los Angeles take out the de- the the Lakers take out the defending champs, and it's just another chapter to this journey that has been incredible. You know, the Lakers are eight games away from winning an NBA championship, eight eight wins away from winning an NBA championship. I know it's a long road. I know there's still four teams left, but think three, four months ago when the Lakers were in this spot and in this position and now to be sitting here where they are, uh, it's, uh, it's incredible. It really, really is incredible. Quick shout-out here. Thank you to Valvoline Instant Oil Change, a proud partner of Lakers Talk. Um, whatever it is that you need, oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more, just pull up, drive in, and drive out. In about 15 minutes, visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. We appreciate their partnership. Okay, I want to change gears for a quick second here, and then uh, we'll spend some time talking about the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. Somebody asked me a little bit earlier today. We're going to turn the page on the Warriors, and we're going to be done with them, but just real quick here because we're on the topic, and we won't be talking about the Warriors moving forward. Is that Dynasty done? Are, are, Are they done? did the Lakers just basically end that dynasty where they're going to break things up for the following year? I will say this. If the Golden State Warriors come back with the same team and the Lakers come back with the same team next season, they're going to lose to the Lakers again. I don't think they're going to make these huge changes. I think maybe guys like Jordan Poole, maybe Jonathan Kaminga, like you're going to trade some of those younger pieces and see if you could get some veteran guys back. They certainly need more size but the Lakers, I think that's a good indication that you're not beating the Lakers coming back with the same team. And I think for the Lake Show, it does, uh, it certainly does kind of open the eyes of a franchise that has dominated the Western Conference over the last 10 years, and the Lakers found a way to crack that code. Um, and, and it's nothing special, I think, the Lakers are doing it. They're doing it because they play fantastic defense. They do it because they muddy the water. And like I said what the Lakers threw out to the Golden State Warriors was much more sustainable than what the Warriors were trying to throw out to the Lakers, which is why that series ended in uh, in six games. Okay, Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. It's interesting, you know, listening to a lot of uh, people earlier today talking about this series and talking about what kind of series this is going to be and uh, which team is going to have the advantages and everything else. Um. Give the Denver Nuggets credit. They're the number one seed for a reason. They were the best team in the Western Conference for a reason. Um, They've got a really, really nice all-round team. With all that said, I think they're going to have their hands full against the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's spend a little time talking about the Western Conference Finals. The Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. We'll do that coming up next. Uh, Stay right here. By the way, just a quick reminder, about 15 minutes or so, Billy Mack, Bill McDonald, is going to join the show um, from Spectrum Sportsnet. So we'll do that coming up next. Uh, We'll talk about the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.
1: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Must be 21-plus plus and present president select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All
0: right, welcome back to uh, Lakers Talk. We've got Billy Mack, Bill McDonald, who does the uh, play-by-play Spectrum TV, will join us. It does, obviously, uh, every Lakers game with Stu Lance. Um, he's going to join us in about uh, 10 minutes or so. So looking forward to uh, catching up with him and getting his thoughts on the upcoming series. Um, quick, uh, Quick mention here. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, a great, great partner of Lakers Talk. Uh, Make sure whatever it is, oil changes, tie rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Okay, so I just kind of started talking about the Denver Nuggets. Um, and I, I want to spend a little bit of time on on Denver here now that we're in the Western Conference Finals. The Lakers got the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. Of course, Denver, the number one seed in the Western Conference. They're going to have home court. They got Nikola Jokic, which is who's probably the, arguably the best player in the NBA. He's just unbelievable. He's fantastic. Um, I'm trying to think here. This is going to be a good conversation with Billy Mack. What is the... What is the proper respect for a team that has not won it before? What is the proper respect? Because we give a ton of respect to the Golden State Warriors, but there's a reason for it. They've won four NBA championships. There's a lot of teams that give a ton of respect towards LeBron. Why? Because LeBron's won it a number of different times in his career. He's got to the NBA Finals ten times. There's a reason why you do it. Uh, I guess everybody gave respect to LeBron except Dylan Brooks. All right, we know what happened there. With the Denver Nuggets, they're in an interesting situation because there's a lot of teams, there's a lot of people. Look, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people picking the Denver Nuggets to win the series, but there's a lot of people that have looked at Denver, including myself, that say, okay, I see what you guys did in the West, but can you do it in the playoffs? All right, I get it. You took out the Minnesota Timberwolves, but... Can you do it against a better opponent? Okay, I get it. You you took out Devin Booker and Kevin Durant in six games and basically got Monty Williams fired. Um but can you do it against a team that's more complete? Can you do it against a team that has more grit, that has more depth? And I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't know if I have an answer for the for the Denver Nuggets when it comes to that. Um, I, I think Denver's definitely beatable. They're beatable. Why are they beatable? They're beatable because, well, they haven't got to the NBA Finals. That the Joker and Jamal Murray and this crew, Mike Malone, they haven't got to the NBA Finals together. They haven't won an NBA championship together. That experience isn't there. I do think that means something. Now, I'm not telling you that, hey, Lakers are winning this series, absolutely no question about it, I guarantee No, that's that's not what I'm talking about. I like Denver's team. They have a really nice team. If you're looking at this just from a pure basketball perspective, they got a they got a squad. Joker, you can make an argument, is the best player left in the playoffs, and nobody's going to argue with that. They're going to say, okay, yeah, sounds good. Now, if I want to argue and say Anthony Davis, because look what he does on the other side. If somebody wants to say, have you seen what Jason Tatum's doing? That's fine. You could you can pick who you want but Jimmy Butler obviously having the run that he's having. But nobody is going to say, what are you talking about? If you say Jokic is the best player remaining in the playoffs. Jamal Murray might be um, one of the best non-superstars in the NBA where he knows his role and he can also go off in any game. By the way, I saw this a little bit earlier today. Uh, Ohm put this out. Om Young-Masak. Jamal Murray listed as questionable for Game 1 with non-CO- non-COVID illness. He was added to the injury report on the day of Game 6 against the Suns with non-COVID illness after he felt terrible in the morning but played that night. So listed as questionable. I think we'll all expect him to play, but we'll see what happens. Um, but like I said, so Jamal Murray, obviously an effective player. Okay, do you have size? Do you have wings? Yeah, they have Aaron Gordon, and they have um, Michael Porter Jr. Okay, do you have shooters? Yeah, they got KCP. They have Bruce Brown. Um, do you have vets? Yeah, they have Jeff, uh, Jeff Green. Um, do you have role players and all the players I just named off kind of understand their role. They have what it takes on paper to represent the Western conference in the finals and win the whole thing. They have that. The one thing that I don't think the Denver Nuggets have seen yet is a team like the Lakers, where if you walk into the Denver Nuggets home, everything looks neat and organized and everything is put at its proper place. What the Nuggets have not seen yet is when somebody walks in with their boots all muddy and they're wiping their, you know, that mud on your white carpets at home. What how are you going to react to that? Because the way the Nuggets play basketball and I watched in that Phoenix series, the ball is moving. Jokic is controlling things. Jamal Murray, it moves fluidly. There's a there's a beauty to their game. Um, They're not going to... Uh, it's just... It's 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 fun to watch that style of basketball. But I'll tell you what Denver has not faced yet in the playoffs, and they're going to face it with the Lakers. Lakers are going to get in your face. They're going to get in your grill. They're going to put their elbow right under your chin, and they're going to say, what are you going to do about it? And so far, the Memphis Grizzlies didn't have an answer. The Golden State Warriors definitely didn't have an answer. And the question now is going to come down to... How do the Denver Nuggets react to that style of uh, basketball that the Lakers play? Because the talent is there for the Denver Nuggets. The role players are there. The superstar is there. The second best player on your team, that's well defined. Uh, And he could go off for any game for 30, 35, whatever the case is. The size is there. The athleticism is there. They got all those pieces. This is what I think makes the series against Denver so interesting and fascinating to me. The Lakers will pick you up full court if they need to. They'll go big if they need to. They'll go small if they need to. They'll put players in there just to focus on defense if they need to. Um, they'll surround the the LeBron and Anthony Davis with shooters when they need to. They can have guys like Rui or Lonnie or Austin or D'Angelo or Vanderbilt, that there's depth there to what the Lakers have, and I'm not here to try to sell you on the Lakers are better than the Nuggets. But what I am here to tell you is, LeBron and Anthony Davis have the experience that the that the Denver Nuggets just don't have, and the Lakers have the personnel. I think to bother the Denver Nuggets. That's it, nothing more than that, just to bother the Denver Nuggets. I remember watching the series against uh, the Warriors. And it wasn't about stopping Steph Curry, but it was about can you make Steph be inefficient? There's a game Steph had. I think there's a game that he had the triple double. I want to say it was game four, the game that the Lakers ended up winning that game. That's the Lonnie game, where he had 31 points, but he took 30 shots to get there. I know the 31 might look good. I think he had double digit assists, double digit uh, rebounds as well. I know it's a triple double. I know that. But 30 shots to get 31 points, that's not good. And when I see the Joker, and I wonder how the Lakers are going to guard him. You know, is it AD on him the whole time? Do they decide to, no, no, let's save AD. Let's put somebody else. I I don't know what they're going to do. Most likely they're going to put Anthony Davis on him. I think that's that's common. Um, But the question is going to be, how are they going to play him? Do they want Joker to get his, but you don't want Joker to get your 12, 13, 14 assists. They're going to try to stop the other guys from getting theirs. Uh, or is it going to be, no, 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 we're going to double joker, and we're going to make some of these other guys have to beat us? I don't know what the game plan is, but just before a game is even played with the naked eye, that's the one thing that I look at. The one thing that I pay attention to is the Lakers can muddy the water against the Denver Nuggets. How do they react to that? That's the one thing that... We know the Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors, especially the Golden State Warriors, just couldn't do anything about. Okay, I got a couple things I want to mention here real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll get to Billy Mack. We'll get to Bill McDonald. So I am going to games one and two. I want to tell a quick story of how I'm getting there. Um, you know, listen, over the years, you just get a chance to, to work with a lot of different partners, represent a lot of companies and businesses, and you grow relationships that are just they're part of uh, outside of the business you go relationships with. Power Pro Plumbing, Heating and Air. Uh, Raul Rodriguez is the owner there and has become a good friend of mine. I called him on Saturday. This was after the Lakers beat the Warriors. And I tell him, basically said, hey, is there a way we could come up with some type of a partnership program where I could go out there to games one and two? So just want to give, you know, th- this isn't for a plug or anything. It's just a big shout out to a friend slash partner of mine uh Raul over at power pro I'm going out to games one and two and it's because of their partnership uh that we're going to have here for round three of the western conference finals so big shout out to them uh powerpro.com if you ever want to go to the website um but uh, I'm just so excited to go out there for games one and two and you're going to hear power pro a ton over these next couple of weeks because they're going to be all over this uh this broadcast and the partnership as I head out there I don't know what I'm going to do in Denver I got to ask Billy Mack. That's going to be one of my questions, Billy Mack, who travels all the time, obviously with the team. Um, if he's got any suggestions, I know John knows all the restaurants. Michael, I don't think he's going to leave the hotel, but um, I'm just looking forward to being in that environment. It's the Western Conference. We all we always obviously look at things from a Laker perspective, but can you imagine for Denver? Denver is one round away from getting to the NBA Finals. Ball Arena, which is their um, arena, you know, is going to be going crazy. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be incredibly excited. Uh, exciting all right so billy mack bill mcdonald will be joining us next Uh, stay right here this is lakers talk on 710 espn all right welcome back to uh lakers talk we got a it's a very special guest here when 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 you ask for billy mack and Bill McDonald, who's the current TV play-by-play announcer for the Lakers, Spectrum Sportsnet, color com- does the uh, uh, commentary with, of course, the legend Stu Lance. We got a big one today. Billy Mac, Bill McDonald in the house. Billy Mac, thank you for being here, sir.
2: It's time for a Laker talk with Sleema. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's up, my man? How are you? Okay, I, okay. this, this is this, this how I want to I wanna, I wanna start with this. Wide. I want to start with this. Okay. Now... All season long, obviously, uh, you're calling all the games. You're traveling everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. What What's What's your What's game day like for uh, for Billy Mack these days? How do you Is it weird that you're not there? That you're not at the games? What What is this like? Yeah, you know what? First of all, it is my thrill to be on the show with you, and you know that. Give this man a
2: raise, please. <laughs> See, I do that for you every time. Um, you know, we, we, miss, we miss a few games during the regular season because national TV does 12 games. And they're normally the biggest games of the year. And so, you know, where it's cool maybe to just chill and watch the game, you want to be involved with the biggest games. Now, national TV contract takes over after the first round. I think everybody knows that. So you're going to get all the national TV guys, and then we are sidelined. So it's weird. Um, Obviously we want to be doing the games, So it's all about Michael and John now and you doing pre and post. I know our network still does some pre and post every single night too, but you know, it's different because your life is, you know, it's just, you, you just have to be sure that you're where you want to be when the game starts. Hmm. (laughs) You don't have to do any prep for the game. You know, you don't have to drive to LA, LA and be ready. So it's, I'm just like every other Laker fan. You know, I grew up a Laker fan. I'm a lifelong Laker fan. So now I'm what I am originally. I'm just a Laker fan like everybody else watching these games.
0: Okay, Billy, pretty thrilling. Billy Mack, this is perfect then because you're right. They got through Memphis. They handled business in six games. And then here come the Golden State Warriors, the defending NBA yep. champs, um, a team that can drop 130 on you on any given night. And I don't want to say the Lakers cruised, but I really do believe this. I, I feel like if they played ten times, Lakers would win seven times. It's Maybe it's just a bad matchup. Maybe the Lakers just have uh, – and, and they just play incredible defense and, and it's a complete team. How surprised were you uh, – before we talk anything Denver, any of that stuff, how surprised were, were you with how the Lakers took care of the Warriors?
2: Zero. Not at all. They were always going to win that series. Always. Hmm. Um I mean, that's what I said. I mean, I, I I did a couple of interviews beforehand, and I said the same thing. I said it's just a bad matchup for Golden State. I'm like, did anybody watch the regular season? I mean, they beat them three games to one, and it's how they won those games, Alan. And you know, you watched them, and you were thinking the same thing. I mean, obviously, if Steph goes nuts, and if Clay goes nuts, and everything goes well, Golden State would have a chance to win a couple of games or maybe even win the series, but they said it themselves afterwards that that's not a championship team this year in San Francisco. It's just not. Whereas the Lakers made all the right moves. They're on fire right now. They're playing good basketball. They're a cohesive unit. They're playing unreal defense. Um, So it was was not a surprise at all. To me, it was just when it was going to happen. And you're right. What did they beat them? They beat them. Three out of four. So you're right. They played him 10 times. They played him 10 times in the regular season and in the playoffs, and they beat him 7 out of 10, just like you just said. 7 out of 10 is what they would probably do, at least this edition of the Warriors and the Lakers. So not surprised at all.
0: Billy Mack, how impressive has. You know, you've got a chance. I, I know you've connected with him a bunch of times this year, but Darvin Ham walked into a gig with the Lakers where. The expectations are always unrealistic. It's always a championship or bust, and it doesn't. It almost doesn't even matter what the roster looks like. That's just that's that's what the brand has built over the years. And Darvin Darvin Ham comes in. It's the first year as a head coach. Now it's a little misleading. I mean, he's been in the league for a long time. Obviously, was in the league as a player, won a championship as a player, was part of an assistant coach crew that won in Milwaukee. But it's the first time that you're the 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 decisions at the end of the day, you're going to make the final decisions when you're on the floor. And on the other side, there's Steve Kerr who's been doing it for a long time, and obviously the dynasty that the Golden State Warriors have built. I I almost I don't know what Darvin Ham has done wrong yet. Role players are um, are delivering for him. Lonnie Walker is used. In a random point of the series against the Warriors, and it works. Game six, he decides to change the starting lineup. Dennis Schroder is in there. When you look at the job Darvin Ham has done up to this point, and again going back to this, he's, it's the first time he's been the head coach of a team. What what is um what what is that? I guess from your vantage point, what does that look like to you?
2: I've got I've got a lot to say, and I'll try not to belabor it or ramble. Um, first of all, Darv's a great guy, uh, really good dude. Known him since. You know, he was an assistant, you know, years ago uh, here with the Lakers, and I was thrilled when he got the opportunity. You know, and I wasn't happy to see Frank fired at all because I, 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 I love Frank, and I think he did a great job. But to have Dar- given Darv this opportunity, and I think all Laker fans know, but I'm going to remind you, and you just said it, it's not only his first head coaching job in the NBA, it's his first head coaching job anywhere. So I think if you're going to give Darvin credit, It's the fact that he listened this entire year. He didn't just go in there with his own agenda or he thought, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to push this button or that button. He made mistakes. He learned. He worked with the personnel that was given to him. He leans upon his assistants, his video guys. He listens to a lot of people and ultimately I'm not going to say it's 100% collaboration, but it's pretty close. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, it's not just my way or the highway with, with Darvin. And so I give him all – he's grown into the role. And, you know, coaches, it's so easy to get second-guessed when you, you know, you know, pull a substitution or change the lineup. You know, when he changed the lineup in the last game, I had people on a text thread that I'm on. It's kind of like a Laker text thread. They're saying, oh, man, what is he doing? Why is he taking Vando out? What's going on? Why is Dennis... In-? And it, did it work out? Did it work out? Hmm. And so it's it's easy to second-guess when it doesn't work out. And then you, you look at it, and he's, he's pushed a lot of the great buttons. And, you know, Steve's a great coach. But uh, what, was, what determined what was going on was what the players did, not on the floor, not exactly everything that the coaches did, but... I'm not surprised about Darvin, but I'm really thrilled about Darvin right
0: now. How about um, that. T- now, and, and listen, I, I, I like the I, – I think sometimes we could just look at the players and it's uh, what did this player do and what that player do? And this guy, did he hit his jump shots? Did the Lakers make free throws with their turnovers? Sure. Yeah. And I think taking a quick step back – first off, taking a quick step back and just appreciating where the Lakers are. They're in the Western Conference Finals. And the Darvin Ham piece of it, I, I think – Maybe right. it's not talked enough right. about, but I, yep. I know I know you have a, a much closer relationship with the team, so I, I think your perspective on that is great. We got Billy Mac, Bill McDonald, who is uh, obviously the play-by-play voice, play-by-play-by-play uh, announcer for the Los Angeles Lakers on Spectrum SportsNet, taking some time here. Um, okay, Flewa, Flewa, yeah. you can call me whatever you want. You can. I'm just that guy. I'm you, that dude. You yep. are not. You yep. are not just that guy. Okay, Billy Mack. Okay, I'm Billy Mack. Okay. Actually, here's here's a question. I'm going to need some advice on this one. Um, okay. I'm going to be in Denver for, for games one and two. Um, yes, sir. The chances that you know that you can give me, Al, you should go here. You should go there. Is there a place in mind that I need to go eat at or I need to go somewhere? You're the vet in the game.
2: Well, well here's the deal. Okay. Uh, all three of my boys went to Boulder. Mm. Colorado. See mm. you. So I've flown into that Denver airport like a million and a half times. <laughs> not only for personal reasons, but obviously for for work and not only Lakers. I, I've been to that area. But here's the funny thing. I'm not your Denver guy. I'm more your, your Boulder guy. Mm. But that's 45 minutes to an hour out. You know it's Ireland and MT. Okay. That's all they're about. Oh, I got this restaurant. Let's go eat here. I mean, Ireland is the ultimate hookup, is he
0: not? No, he he is, he is. Oh. Michael. I don't know. We'll leave the hotel, but you're right no, about the. the yeah, you're right about the Ireland. The um yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, so Billy Mack on uh, on the Nuggets. Here's but, like, here, have fun. He, oh, thank you, buddy. Thank you. No, no, I I will. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've never that environment too, I think, is going to be fun. Like I I, I love that to be great. I love uh when it's you know, Lakers obviously will have their fair share of fans because they have it everywhere, but that's a real home court. Denver's in the Western Conference Finals too, so you know that that uh you know that they're excited for it. Um looking at the Nuggets, they were they had the best record in the Western Conference. They're pretty much number one all year long. Um the Joker is one of the most interesting players to watch his numbers in the playoffs have been absolutely ridiculous. I am just curious, are we, do they, do you think they get the respect they deserve or in order to get that respect, you do got to go through a Lakers team or get to the NBA finals to get it? I agree with that
2: a little bit, a lot, actually. Um, I mean, he's, don't even look at what happened in the bubble. T- two completely different teams. Think about this. One of the starters on that Lakers team is now a starter on the Denver right, side. Right. Right. And, you know, they had Michael Porter Jr. coming off the bench then. Uh, they've got, you know, they've got a couple of uh, other guys. Uh, look, um, Denver's really good. Remember when I said it was I thought the Lakers were always going to beat Golden State? It's not a for sure thing at all against Denver. Mm-hmm. I think Denver is really 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 good and I I think I mean you know some teams could get hot win games win in four or five games I don't think it's going to happen I think it's going to go at least six or seven and it might be a toss up of course we're all rooting for the Lakers and it's tough to you know pick against a team that is rolling like the Lakers are right now right I mean everything is going well we could break it down you do it every night so we don't have to break the Lakers down we know how well they're playing But, you know, the Joker and A.D., I'm not going to say they're going to cancel each other out, but it's going to be an interesting matchup because they do things differently. I mean, you've got the Joker averaging a a triple-double, basically, in the playoffs so far. Jamal Murray is back, playing at a 26-point-per-game clip. Uh, I I think the key to them, one of the keys to them, is if Michael Porter Jr. plays well and stays healthy. Hmm. Um, You know, he's got some size. He can shoot the three. And, you know, he's been hurt so many times throughout the course of his young career. Uh, I'm not saying he is the difference maker, but he could be a difference maker. You know, Gordon's having the the season of his career. They got uh, both Browns coming off the bench. Yep, yep. Bruce, Bruce and Christian, who don't get any respect at all. Uh, Jeff Green is there. And then KCP is just the consummate veteran. You know, both teams are going to go about eight deep. Nobody's going to have a super deep bench. Lakers might go a little bit deeper. You know, I could see them maybe playing nine and even ten if Wanyan's got to come in and, and get some minutes uh, with, because of the joker and the size that they have. So, you know, we'll see what's going to happen. It's going to be a great series. Um, yeah, that's a tough place to play. You know, a lot is made about the altitude, but I think these guys are in such great shape, and they played there enough that that's not going to be – don't even – that's not even a consideration. Um, But these are two really good teams, and Denver is really good in a legit number one seed, a legit number one seed. So, uh, you know, we all want to see Allen Slewa. We all want to see the tiebreaker. We all want to see the Celtics and the Lakers Mm. to see who goes ahead of each other. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah, you're right. But we certainly hope it's going to happen. But we certainly hope it's. going Well,
0: to happen. Billy Mac, you said one thing of everything you said when you talked about the altitude. You know, I've lear- I've heard you on the Spectrum broadcast. I've seen you on there. The altitude never affected you. So I liked how you did. You didn't make any excuses for the guys. I like that, Billy Mac. I, I, look,
2: it's, 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 <laughs> wait till you call me because, and you're going to be telling me oh, I got a headache.
0: Oh my! I probably God. will. Oh, you're God. right. You're probably right. Uh, yeah, you're, I'm, I'm
2: 100% right that that's what's going to happen. Cool. Um, but, you know, the Lakers went in yesterday yeah. to get a little acclimated to it, and that's a good idea, mm-hmm. you know, because the first day you really do, even if you're used to it a little bit, get acclimated. Like I said, I went in there a million times for one one reason or another, and my son currently lives in up in Park City, Utah, working up there, so I go there when I visit him, you know, you got to get acclimated to it. So it's something, but it's not going to be a determining factor. It but, won't. For you, it will. For you, it will. But for me, it won't.
0: Yeah, I'll be breathing hard wherever I go. Um, Billy oh, Mack, um greatly, greatly appreciate your time. And I know you're going to be oh. watching Lakers basketball like every freaking Laker fan out there, uh, hoping that the Lakers can get I, I love what you said about Denver, too. I, I do agree with you. This is much more of a toss-up. I guess the question is, is how much the Lakers can kind of muddy the water because Denver does play a beautiful brand of basketball and Lakers like to make it ugly. Um, But I, I really appreciate your time. Appreciate the insight as always, Billy Mack. And uh, I know Laker fans appreciate it as well.
2: Dude, let's go Lake show. They're rolling right now. I got a lot of confidence. And so let's just take it one series at a time and see if we can uh, oust the Joker and company. And I'll, like you said, I'm watching like everybody else. All right, you
0: know there, me? there it is. Thank you, Billy Mack. the man right there. All when right. we uh, we come back, final thoughts. Stay right here. This is uh, Lakers talk on 710 ESPN. All right, thank you to uh, Billy Mack, Bill McDonald, Spectrum Sportsnet. Uh, love connecting with him. It's a good, good man. Uh, during the season, you spent so much time with these guys. He's one of uh, one of the good ones. Uh, good, good friend, and uh, glad to get his insight. You know, I thought it was interesting. We spent so much time talking about, um, you know, the Lakers looking at anything from a Laker perspective. That place is going to be rocking in Denver for these first couple of games. So I'm looking forward to being there. I know I already mentioned it, but shout out again, Power Pro Plumbing helping uh, send me out there for games one and two. But it, the place is going to be rocking, so that's going to be fun. Now, there's also the other side of the bracket, the Eastern Conference, which will be the Boston Celtics- and the Miami Heat. Kind of crazy that all four teams that were in the Orlando bubble, this was the Final Four there, this is the Final Four now. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that adds anything and says, look, those teams were supposed to be there. Um, The bubble season was just, uh, you know, obviously it was was different. There's no other way to put it. It was different. It was like no other season that we got. But before I actually get into the Heat and the Celtics – um doc rivers philadelphia uh the sixers had a chance to win that series in game six they blew their chance i don't know what the hell they were doing in game six they didn't run a play and then get blown out yesterday so doc rivers has now lost he's six and ten in game seven situations um i saw some of the comments joel Embi- Embiid and made after the game some people were critical about it i guess i didn't really think too much of it um i just never was sold on the Sixers. I really wanted them to win Game 6 because I thought that would have been cool if they upset the Celtics, but I just never was sold on them. Just never sold on the Boston Celtics. Oh, I'm sorry, never sold on the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. So now you get the Celtics and the Heat. I mean, naturally, I'm just going to assume that the Celtics are heavy favorites, but I think this will still be an interesting series. Miami has a little bit. This is the Eric Spolstra. This is the the Pat Riley way. We talk about muddy in the water. That's what they do. The problem is they just don't have as much talent that even if they play unbelievable defense and even if you you get incredible performances from Jimmy Butler and some of their other role players, they just don't have the talent the Boston Celtics do. And Boston, who's been a head scratcher this year as well in the playoffs, get a chance to close out against Atlanta, lose at home. Lost couple home games against the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't even think they felt, you know, they they've faced great competition up to this point, but Miami has already overachieved. Here they are, they took out the Milwaukee Bucks, they took out the New York Knicks, and here they are now, I'm sure, believing in their mind, oh no, we could get to the NBA Finals and win the whole thing. I just have a difficult time thinking that it's going to happen, but hopefully it's a good series that goes seven games and whoever comes out of it is dead tired. But how can you not be looking ahead and saying to yourself, wait a minute, we get Lakers and Celtics potentially again? We can get LeBron James potentially going up his history with the Boston Celtics, but LeBron James taking the Lakers to the finals again, this time against the Boston Celtics? Um, I'm not going to get too far ahead, but when there's only four teams left and there's only a couple scenarios that can work out, of course, you're naturally thinking that. So, um, we got to get through our round. I'm really, really excited to get the series started against the Denver Nuggets. I think the Lakers have a very good chance to win this series and to move on. And I don't think that it's going to be AD and Joker just canceling themselves out, but I do feel like it's what all the other players do that will probably determine the series. Uh, Jamal Murray, how big is he going to be for Denver? the KCPs, the Bruce Browns, the Aaron Gordons, the the uh, Michael Porter Juniors. And it's not that much different of, okay, what are the Laker role players going to do? So I think we're in for a great, great series and uh, looking forward to getting things started off uh, tomorrow. Okay, a couple quick shout-outs here. Um, thank you to Michael Funches. Thank you to Laura Romo. Thank you to Mario Ruiz. If you missed any part of the show and you want to go back, you can always go back on the podcast. Just download the app, download ESPNLA, And then uh, Lakers Talk has its own channel there. Um, Laker fans, looking forward to chatting with you tomorrow. Hope you guys have a great rest of your night. And uh, Lakers and the Denver Nuggets Western Conference Finals starts tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in.